Welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast. I'm your co-host, Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sammy Sheva. And welcome. We here at Curious Chimps are law-abiding citizens. We do not endorse anything illegal. And anything we discuss is for entertainment and not information purposes. We are not experts, and nor do we claim to be. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, read the label, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chips. amazing yeah how fast that changes your entire experience slowing things down you know that's one of the things i love about in yoga and just when you part of it is just the breathing the conscious breathing throughout the whole practice you know they say like a good practice is like a three-in-one you know if you do like a postures like an actual yoga asana practice for an hour if you're doing it properly, you're breathing right the whole time. You're breathing mm-hmm. deep the whole time. Especially in Ashtanga, they they encourage you to do like that deep core, like that guttural breathing, yeah. like the entire time. Yeah. And on top of it, you're you're focused the entire time. So you're kind of it's you could call it meditating. It's like mindfulness, but like that's three hours in one essentially. Wow. You know, it's yeah. like you're fast forwarding. I don't get that in training, like uh, physical training. It's you don't. Cause you push. Yeah. There's, I feel like there's a moment. I mean, I'm not a huge gym goer, but like, I feel like I lose form often. Mm. So something's wrong. Okay. <laughs> you Maybe know, you're going too heavy or it could be with my dips too. Maybe okay. I'm just not used to the movement or something, whatever the details, but there is this kind of just like, you got to go after it. Okay. You know, that's why I'm always a little bit afraid of sports like soccer. Like I love trampoline, I love martial arts, I love yoga, I love swimming. Um, those are all solitary, sportive experiences, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> yeah. You know, as soon as you're playing soccer, you're getting real cardio because you don't yeah. care yeah. about anything but your opponent and the net. Mm. It's a goal-oriented exercise, and I didn't realize it, but the gym is the same thing. You're you're not focused on your breathing and your my brother was there all the time like dude you're not breathing right you know I, I would cramp up on the treadmill he's like dude you're not breathing right like he was like a yoga teacher it's <laughs> like dude breathe you know like <laughs> no cramps it's funny because um when i do my deadlifts hmm. from what i've been reading it's you holding your breath as you go down so you go a, yeah and you're creating that abdominal pressure this diaphragm compressing and it activates all the core muscles so then on that lift you go Mm. Like you're elephant breathing almost, where it's just like you're blowing out. Yeah, a lot of people do the. Like yeah, the, yeah. Like that lips vibrating. It's a powerlifting technique, and because you're you need the do- abdominal pressure to to carry that load. Yeah, there's a lot of people wear belts too, like to, to yeah. like have the pressure push back. They yeah. do that in in martial arts, like yeah. the the belts. I mean, like I, I took this kung fu class. They didn't have like a white belt. Okay. They just gave you a sash, and it was black already. And and the guy's like, "Don't think I'm giving you a black belt." <laughs> You're, you're new, but I don't give you, I, I, I yeah. tell you what your next thing is to learn. That's, mm. that's the way he saw it. But then he explains the sash. It's a sash. It's wide. And like you put it tight, you, you breathe in, 
you engage the core, you tighten it, you okay. tie it, you know, and then, then you then you breathe out. Okay. And then, so the whole time you have this thing like reminding you, forcing you pretty much like a brace, like to, to keep your core activated. I just picture uh, for judo, that would be the nice little grip to throw you with. <laughs> judo, tight. they wear that shit open like yeah. they're players, you know, the like tight. they're going to the club. <laughs> it's open. I love when they're, they've been fighting for a few rounds <laughs> and just, the gi's all yeah. crumpled and open. You see the guy's chest, the yeah. belt is on the floor or like around the other guy's <laughs> neck or something. Because <laughs> that opening round, because I practice a lot of judo because my lineage, my uh, jiu-jitsu teacher was a black belt in judo as well. Mm. So jiu-jitsu and judo. So That's he, a beautiful mix. Yeah. Oh. Get him on the ground, and then you know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he his base is so solid because he's a short guy, maybe five six, but compressed. You know, like just those those meaty compressed dudes with like strong bone density and yeah, all that. Yeah. He's like a buck fifty, maybe hundred sixty pounds max. But when he grabs you, it's just like this, this head to toe leverage. Yeah, and torque, just, whatever the words are, can just flip you so easily. But that belt grip, when when the round starts, and how tight it is. You get like a nice grip because that after that the belt starts to loosen and then it gets more tricky. So but that <laughs> first grip is so sick. There's <laughs> that one and done. Yeah, at the beginning. And then their geese open up. You should just belt. loosen the belt, bro. <laughs> Life hack. <laughs> Back when I was competing in jiu-jitsu, sometimes to differentiate the two for points, one has to wear a second belt, and it can be like a green belt or something, or green and blue, so or something like that. So it's. When they put that color out, they know who's getting the points. Mm. So, but kind of a disadvantage too, because now you have two belts that they can grab onto. <laughs> I guess that's your that's your new test. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Martial arts are weird, man. <clears throat> it's yeah. an ass kicker. I, I like I was saying before, like uh, before we started, like my core is weak. It's a big thing. It's like my my I used to do taekwondo when I was younger, okay. so I have this like hip power, just this knowledge. This like my body knows how to really post on one leg and like fly the other leg mm. and without hurting myself you know especially on a, on a heavy bag but um you know where we do the rape i vomit a little <laughs> bit which we'll explain yeah. in more detail later yeah. and i realize how weak my core is and it's like dude that's i don't remember where i got this okay i didn't make this up but it's so obvious and i keep using it your core is attaching the top half of your body to the bottom half of your body mm. and it, there's no conceptual other than our current society there's no way there's no rhyme or reason to it ever getting weak and yet here we are and now yeah. we have to think of it as a bridge like a that's weak that's like the the all the energy i'm getting from the ground is is wasted is is, is lost a lot because suddenly it goes into the joints which are literally like made to cushion and like absorb energy and then it's just hurting you also and then you're losing all that energy on the way up like i love watching you know when, like when i was a kid there was these national geographic or something like uh these like specials about like sports science and they would talk oh. about martial arts and you'd see like a guy throwing a perfect punch like a boxer kinetic yeah at yeah. slow motion and then they'd have like the cg recreation where <laughs> you see the energy going up the oh, foot i love the sports and, science yeah, yeah it was beautiful but that's it it's you learn that right off the bat in boxing or wrestling or whatever it's you might have strong arms and you can produce force with your muscle but that's not going to last ends at the shoulder maybe yeah. the lats like maybe down the back a little bit but that's First of all, it's inefficient movement mm. because you're rotating, you're using just one limb. But when you start learning the, the technique, you realize it's pivoting from the foot. Mm. But it's all really just about rotating your core. And that's the force. But by rotating your foot, you're allowing more range for your your uh, lower, your mid, your abdomen to rotate as well. Mm. And then the arm is just like the tip of the whip, they call it. It's like that's yeah. the connection. That's well. I, that's a similarity that in martial arts, like in, in I, I did the uh, White Crane Kung Fu, which is okay. a great school in Montreal. 
they have one in Laval and another place in Montreal. Anyway, just okay. a shout out. There's like a weakness and there's a slow, I don't, I don't know how to put it. Like boxing, that's where you see that it's a sport because it's a type of fighting. There's a bunch of rules. And in martial arts, you're not going really for that power because you're broadcasting your punch. Hmm. If it lands, that guy's on the floor probably. But with martial arts, you're hitting with your front fist because it's closer. And you're you're getting all that in, energy in from fu, the ground. In, in, in Kung Fu, yeah, in the yeah. one I learned. Okay. Like, you know, I won't, I won't talk. I did it for like two, three years. Okay. I'm not a master or anything. But like, the the idea was was to get that whip, and you get it from the ground, but it's it's more speed over strength. Okay, I see. And then boxing is like haymakers. I mean, like even the jabs. There's a rotation the involved, right? Yeah. In boxing. I guess you could say Kung Fu's all jabs. Maybe. It's, <laughs> it's straight punch. There's no uh, circle punches, huh? hooks and stuff? No. Because you leave yourself open to, to blocking. Okay. And it's like you're, the other person's training the whole time to do these movements like in unison. And like you, you go for a block that turns into a punch, which you okay. might have already done so that like your, your, your front arm blocks. It's harder to say like over audio, you know, yeah. like I'm showing you while I'm yeah. doing it. But it's but like it's you, more down the middle. Like it's. Yeah. The, the block turns into a, an okay. attack sort of. And it's, okay. it's not super efficient in terms of power, but it's like constantly protecting yourself while turning everything into a, an attack. Well, I've seen videos of the guys, they're like a, holding like a metal pan or something and they're just doing the technique, hitting the pan as fast as they can. That's Wing Chun probably. Yeah, it's they more were, Wing Chun. They taught that too yeah. at that school. Okay. The guy, the guy knows Wing Chun. He even knows the dragon dance. The he drag- has a lot of Chinese <clears throat> tradition. He's just a white guy. He's just, his name's Lauren Bernard. <laughs> Lauren Bernard. But he just, yeah. he, I think he was like 20 years old. He like moved to China or somewhere close wow. and he was like studying with the masters and he stayed there for like a good... 10 years and like really learned everything and then came back and and said like hey i'm i'm like you i'm a white guy no he's not <laughs> he's he's honorary chinese <laughs> i used to have a lot of beef with uh wing chong and kung fu in general just because the of course the rigid concepts that it's like this way is the only way but now I've, i'm noticing that it's because of mixed martial arts kind of mapped out the idea that you need to um, piece together fruits from all arts and form your style, mm. which is kind of what Bruce Lee was was talking about. Was just the Jeet Kune Do had a little bit of wrestling, judo, kickboxing. It was all combined, and he was like the early stages of MMA. He, he came, pretty much came up with the concept. Mm-hmm. And so, from my beef from Kung Fu and Wing Chun and all this, is I see that there is some fruits that you could take from it. When the, in terms of even the hand fighting, the mm-hmm. keeping the grips and constantly the fakes and then the, the straight yeah. punch pops. They're For sure. Bruce is the best example yeah. too. I mean, uh, uh, for my generation, I guess. Yeah. Because he, like maybe the stardom is faded now and we can see him more as a martial artist because the people coming out at the time, they would like end up in a karate class because it was the thing to do at the time. Yeah. And it wasn't even karate exactly, you know. But anyway, Bruce Lee's like, I just see him as this like, He's not really an innovator. He's just like, he just practiced a lot. One of his like best quotes is like, I'm more afraid of someone who practiced one kick a thousand times yeah. than a thousand kicks one time. Yeah. You know, so he has a lot of the, all the philosophy behind it. That's all, that just rings true everywhere in all of life, you know, if it's good philosophy. But, and then a few nuggets, a few things of like, oh, you know what? This technique works, that technique's work. The, like, for sure maybe like modern jujitsu is 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 obviously way more advanced and it's adapting to the advancements Mm. that people are making in that field and jujitsu just happens to be really adaptive in general and really useful then you go to something like like i said i started off in uh in taekwondo 
and I, I me too I got kind of like shitty about it uh, I think anyone who gets into martial arts they start realizing what is useful yeah. I really liked capoeira yeah but it, you're gonna get your ass kicked it's yeah. it, at a high level it kind of turns into jujitsu there's all these crazy like rolls into the person and then you're suddenly like hooking their leg with your leg and there's yeah. these really cool things that you don't really get to see because the demonstrations are always like the I forgot what it's called, but everyone's in a circle. They got those fucking instruments. They're like, yeah. dun, 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 and they're yeah. all dancing and like trying not to hit each other. Essentially, well, you know the history of Capora. All I know is that it's there was like slavery in that part of the world at the time, and then they they were trying to learn and propagate a martial art so they could defend themselves, but they had to hide it in yeah. dance, and then that ended up being very useful because let's say some guy would hit the slave, that they could they could make it look like they were they could like make it look like they were getting hit. And then take the blow softly yeah. because they were practicing all the time. Like, uh, like, like you know, you might get hit, kicked in the head by accident, and, but you're already moving away because you're so. What I loved about that experience is you're so into it mm. because a mistake and you're hitting someone in the crowd or you're getting your like I would do it and I'd keep my glasses on. Okay. And wow. I would be like, if I'm getting kicked in the face, like, yeah. this is like a, a six hundred dollar problem or something, you know. But it's all about they've incorporated rhythm into it and rhythm is mm. timing and even bruce lee was like some master wasn't he like a tango dancer or like you know a salsa I, you know what i found out i mean like that uh, all those guys at jet lee also like they went to this special school like a kind of acting school okay but they learn martial arts they learn dance they learn to sing they learn all this like performance stuff and martial arts is part of that so like they're 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 like the most badass guys we can <laughs> think of but they're like they're like the equivalent of like ballet, you know, yeah. like they're, they're like high end, uh, maybe they're not the best, you know, but they're the ones that became famous. So like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, if you're not, um, maybe you're not so up to date with the boxing world, but there's a guy, uh, Vasil Lomachenko. You should check out his I love highlights. These, I love these names. Yeah. I lo that's the best thing about the martial arts world. <laughs> yeah. These fucking names. So Vasil Lomachenko. He sounds like a diehard bad guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the perfect name. It's like, <laughs> like, you know, from that name, you're like, that guy means some shit. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So he's, his movement, his father, like, put him into dancing i don't know what kind of i think it might be like ukrainian dancing anyway it's like uh, mm. regardless of the title he, he did a lot of dance and you see he's almost untouchable he's like a, one of the biggest names right now and he, there's literally a step that they named after him in boxing it's like wow. the lomachenko step and he like he hits you with like a like a jab cross or a one two and then he just moves out of the way and you counter but you're hitting air and he's still there, but on your right. And he hits you, and then he goes back to the left. And he's literally dancing in front of you. And you see guys he's competing against, or just they they break down like right there because like where is this dude? And he doesn't back up. He just keeps coming forward, left and right, lateral steps, back and forth, back and forth. Oh, that's cool. I, I gotta watch. I gotta dude, see that. It I'm is a work. Of, I saw him. I'm like, this guy's gonna be the next big thing. He's. I think he's undefeated even, or he might have one or two losses. But incredible movement. Yeah. Is it just a high quality of movement or is he like counteracting a norm so he's like confusing? I think it's a bit of both, man. It's okay. Because is there a way to counter the counter or is he just like doing a kind of, like is he randomizing it? I it, guess you always are when you're fighting. Yeah, it's very, it's intuitive for sure. But um, it's very technical as movement and it's just, it's like basic boxing, very traditional basic techniques just amplified by his incredible mm -hmm. footwork and, and his, his shifting. And I think most of his opponents are just not. How can you reproduce such movement in training camp when you, you have need to fight him? Yeah. Essentially. Oops. Yeah. You need to fight him. You know, like um, a lot of times there's the there's this idea of like lateral training or cross training, and my phone. That's all good. Uh, <laughs> we'll cut and that out. Uh, 
No, it won't. I want people to know that I have like a Casio, <laughs> like nineteen ninety nine on my phone because I love it. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, like you know, they they used to say like I grew up hearing this a million times. Like people, like high level boxers would learn, would start learning ballet, and yeah. then you like this ankle strength comes out, this flexibility, this ability to 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 suddenly shift your weight but mm. still be like at a good posture. That's useful in boxing, but you gotta like you got to already be a high level boxer and then you start implementing something and then it feeds into your boxing because you you're at that level yeah but it's so cool to talk about this guy who at a young age kind of learned both yeah and now he's it shows yeah. it shows that there's something extra there and that's that's really cool that it's it's and like yeah that works but we could do it even better Mm. <laughs> yeah. let's make this kid like, there's always that fun thing in psychology like you learn about this in like psych 101 you know and it's like um pretty much a bunch of crazy stories about people like in the 50s just like experimenting on children <laughs> and it's it sounds it's horrible yeah but it, it's like some smart dude was like i can make a kid into anything if i get him young enough you know yeah. if, and then and then they try it they try to like implement they try to like induce intelligence or trauma and it's fucking it's horrible but it's interesting well you know what it is it's children in general they well they they don't have the same gravity weight that we've carried on all our years and they're just so much more mobile and flexible and dynamic they're squishy malleable there's less stuff and it's like pick up if you started taekwondo today versus when you started when you were younger it's like you'll get to some of the movements but you'll never get that natural um bounce and um Reaction that a, a kid would get starting from age fourteen till twenty-one. Yeah, for sure. It's really it's it's crazy. Rogan brings it up often because he's like a martial arts teacher. Yeah. He's like I've seen it a million times. Like if someone starts a little too old, they can do it. He always makes that point. You know, like that one dude who got flexible at, at, over two years. He was like super stiff and he just did it every mm. day for like two hours. It's like you can. It's just a little harder. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I was my French was my first language. I picked up English. I started learning Italian. Like. You just have you're worried about less or something, or it's just a brain physiology thing, yeah. or they're the, they're one and the same. Maybe as you get older and you get more information, you just like it just solidifies you. And you yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like uh, it, we're talking nature nurture. So yeah, we, we could talk for a million years and not get anywhere. And that's <laughs> even if we were like high level scientists, <laughs> debatable still. But it's getting back to the the point where you're talking about your core and this mm. the strength behind it and how. Um, our core supposed to be the connection, the bridge between up and down and how it's kind of weak for most people, which it shouldn't be, is that you see that with this like Lomachenko where the dancing kind of released tension in, in his extremities and brought more attention to the core. So mm. the more tension you can release in the in the extremities, the arms, the shoulders, and the more fluid your movement is, the more efficient and strong your your yeah. your um, transfer of weight will become. That's what I was gonna say before when you said the whip. I remember mm. now like both of the, that's what they share is is be as loose as possible until the last second yeah and you got to practice on a bag because you're going to bust your wrist a couple of times <laughs> yeah you have to even if you're stiff the whole time people punch wrong so imagine like having a knife hand you know like your your, your fingers are open and you're more ready for like different attacks because martial arts just has like that mentality of like hold your hand a certain way for a certain like global experience global like this is going to be most useful for most things but then you suddenly are throwing a punch and halfway through you know like you're getting that everything from the ground like you said and the energy transfer goes all the way to the hand but it's almost like it flows easier because you're relaxed and at the last second you twist and you and you close the fist sort of and like Mm. you the 
there's a some stuff's relaxed but the fist is strong the shoulder's strong it's it's it, it gets yeah. complicated when yeah. you when you have a teacher and they go look this is right this is wrong this mm. feels right but you're going to hurt yourself in like five years like you yeah. really need an expert but that whip we share that whip yeah and i it's, think it's powerful that's in all sports is the working the elasticity of the body and creating weight mm. transfer you see it in tennis you'll see it in golf like when if you break down anything it comes down to the same principles golf yeah i tried golf for reason like swinging <laughs> like just trying to drive something far it's a perfect example of that yeah. i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i've never <laughs> done it i feel so stiff and there is this like keep the keep like half your body stiff and half your body loose yeah. and then just like do this technique perfectly to yeah. hit this tiny ball with this yeah weirdly angled flat part on the end of a stick like it's fuck off man <laughs> and like you go you can hit the ball and have fun with your buddies but if you break down the actual technique it's like it's it's a it's another stage of mastery it's going to take x amount of time concepts practice rotation and that's why these old guys like they can hit further than both of us put together it's like they they're not stronger than us it's just they they've they have more efficient movement they're looking at the the hole they're not even yeah. looking at the ball anymore. yeah you know <laughs> I was talking like I played this game Rocket League, this stupid video game, mm. and there's like a, on computers there's an eye tracker technology, and it's a fun thing that people like put that, and then they make a video on YouTube like they're playing the game, and then like an expert, like a guy who's a pro, who's getting paid to play this game, who's like winning championships. You see his eyes where they're looking, and you realize, I mean, this guy's never looking at his car. Okay. He never he knows what what's going on with that. He doesn't need to look at that anymore. And he's always looking where are the other players, where is the ball. It's yeah. funny. It, that's crazy. Even in jiu-jitsu, like they say when you get the higher belts, like a black belt is thinking seven or ten moves ahead of you. Exactly. So he knows you're going to react this way, this way, or this way. He knows what he's going to do there. He knows your reaction in that, and from that defense. And like it's just your mind has expanded so much. Yeah, you're less involved with yourself because you've built a base. Your body knows what to do. And yeah. now you can project your mind into the task mm. it's a it's this cool metaphor for life i hate to go fucking full cheese but it does but it's like relax it's, yeah into like relax into ease into effort is something i say a lot as a cue for ease yoga effort. ease into effort it's mm. so nice it's like an oxymoron but it isn't verbally it sounds confusing but in life you're like oh okay i get it find that wall you know like just yeah. ease into it the relaxation has a benefit mm. that you can still concentrate a lot of people a lot of the new age movement it's like forget your problems kind of thing even when they're aware of that yeah. pitfall, it still kind of turns into that, you know? And it's, it's, anyway, I'm just like babbling a little. Okay, we probably burned like a half hour already. You want to like get into, uh, yeah, we'll talk about rapping. Yeah, okay, let's get into rapping. So, me and you just fucking every, we've uh, done this <laughs> twice already and before every, I think podcast. it's going to become a tradition. I hope it is. Yeah. Because it really humbles you. <laughs> and I need that. So, uh, from what I understand, and I don't, it, rapping is, a substance it's a powder mm. it's it's obviously some amazonian tradition where they they take it's kind of a secret recipe but for, i understand there's it's there's tobacco yeah there's dried up leaves there's there's bark and other leaves and there's uh ash of something and there's uh, some plants. oils yeah. And stuff. yeah so it's it's a very it's more complicated than ayahuasca it's like this yeah. th whole thing and then every type of rapé after as like a lot of varying different ingredients different intention behind making it and it can be a light stimulating buzz to um, let's say a full purge extreme like today it was yeah. like a very intense like almost it was like cocaine-ish oh, except yeah, like yeah. i said there's no like heart palpitation hmm. it just feels good it feels like i 
I think I said it. It's like it's it's a, it's an anti drug because <laughs> yeah. it's extremely sobering. That was a good point you made. Yeah, I, I want to go into that because I had an interesting topic a conversation with someone. I'll get back to that after about anti drug and and what the effects of rapi versus actual. Yeah, and that but that's the mid range. Yeah, because the the other end is what you were telling me earlier. Like there's there's like kind of DMT laced uh, <laughs> rapé and yeah. you'll get visuals it'll be like a, a, a yet another experience yeah. and, oh and final thing before you continue you uh, ingest it by yourself or someone else sticking a, a beautiful uh, like wooden crafted tube up your yeah. nose and then the other person goes <laughs> and it goes right up your fucking brain hole yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> it's uncomfortable it's not a fun thing like smoking no. a J with your buds. No. It's, yeah. It's, anyway, there's a level of work. It's easing to effort again. It's like it, there's there's quite a bit of uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. so it's <laughs> ease maybe not, but effort. Yeah. But um, yeah. So it's sacred tobacco, right? It's the our tobacco here in the Western world is way different than what they're ingesting. It's ours is laced with uh, thousands of chemicals. Their tobacco, oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's what they fucking put rat poison too in there or something. I don't know if that's true, but who knows? Yeah, they, it's, they put a paper too. They they make it burn certain thing, certain ways. And then, you ever have a a cigarette run like a joint? You yeah. ever have it like uh burn like uh like like uh like you know when it just like goes out? It doesn't happen with cigarettes. Barely. If it did, you you <laughs> talked for way too long. If it most it of just them keeps just going. keep burning, yeah. most of them are just, you're just like, the guys what, talking. What is that? And What's doing that? <laughs> And what would would you, besides that I would picture incense that keep lighting. That's about it. Yeah, and you don't want to inhale that shit. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's the sacred tobacco, and the the one we got actually is from Brazil, the one that uh, mm. we tried right before the podcast. And to the best of my knowledge, is it's the sacred tobacco, some type of ash from some herbs and spice and uh, plants, and I taste the hint of cinnamon in there. Uh, I don't know, it has. Yeah, we'll never really know the recipe. It's distinct smell. Yeah, it's that one's a strong one compared to the the previous one. So yeah, so what's beautiful about rapé is that it is served through the nose. It's a snuff, so it's always nice when someone shoots it up your nostril for you. It's a snuff. Yeah, <laughs> just sounds bad already. And so in terms of effects, it's completely there's there's two um, avenues that you can take for description. I'll go down first physiological. When you receive it in the nose, right off the bat at a physiological level, it clears your nasal pathway. It washes right through. It's like a disinfectant almost. And then through that, your blood pressure does increase. You create heat in your body. Um, you're, you're stimulated because of the nicotine from the tobacco. And who knows what else. Yeah, exactly. And so basically, it's that's the physiological aspect. And whatever is stuck in that path in that canal is going to come out through through uh, mucus out of the mouth the nose at bigger doses you can start to purge and just guck that's in your tubes are just going to shoot out of your body whatever is feeling heavy mm. and then at the psychological and energetic level it's it kind of just grounds you and like you said before when we did it it was like it brings you right back to the center of your body yeah, and like, how do you explain that rather than feel that it? But it makes so much sense. It's like I could try, but yeah. it's just one experience. It's different every time. Like, uh, I was thinking about it in the car, but I couldn't talk because I was like <laughs> out of it or into it, whatever. But like, um, you know, you know, like uh, a basic way that the shamanistic like point of view has been explained to me is that uh, your 
you're always like you're you're looking at life as if you're on the path instead of just like thinking you're on the path and doing like a practice on the side it's like everything is trying to show you something mm. you're always on like a journey and then synchronicity is like very big at that point because your your eyes are open you know it's like the signs are always there the universe yeah. is always doing its thing and you're just picking up on a channel now because you're open to it and if you're doing that consciously then boom mm. and for something like rapé or, or ayahuasca or even weed or even a conversation like it, there can be so much to learn from that and definitely with substances it's like an injection instead of like, like versus a topical cream you yeah. know it's like and you know it's um, a lot of people tell me about rapé or something it's like why do you need the substance to help you find these realizations and you know <sighs> I've realized a, that it's like we were substance craving beings we need vitamins to make a certain feel a certain way we need water to stay hydrated to think to move to live mm. we're constantly absorbing different substances it's just we've added specific labels to weed for example for the longest time was a drug it still is a drug but it was demonized for how long up until mm. recently right in canada it's completely legal now i bought my first store weed oh my god i dude. felt so <laughs> weird how strange is that experience i have a i have like a government stamped <laughs> little jar comes with a little health canada and it's pamphlet. good weed yeah i was surprised it's good prices well good pr i mean there's a lot of fuckery but i don't know man it's interesting so yeah it's a so for rapé it's kind of completely grounding man it's the way i felt it when we just did it again it's just one of my experiences but i feel like i don't know if you do yoga if you have some teachers if you talk about this kind of stuff if you talk if you get into the different bodies i won't get into it because it's a fucking 20 minute conversation just to like label stuff but let's say you have this astral body which the only way i can really understand it is like this it thing that informs your physical body and you inform it i guess too but it's like your it has its own senses mm. but it's it's just more subtle and you'll still you can smell and touch and everything but like long story short you have this facet of yourself that is that you're living through the way you see through your eyes the way you're hearing right now you know like there's a other body as well that might like travel when you dream or something they call mm. astral travel like the again i don't want to get too much into it but i feel sometimes when i'm meditating this like directions start moving and changing mm. and someone once told me like a, a, a swami they were explaining to me this is your astral body like finding its place in your physical body more easily wow. okay and the f the second i think it was the first nostril and and i just like turn and i and i spit and i felt like the entire world turn with me mm. and then right my 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 analytical brain's like what is that what's going on and then i just like where have i felt this before mm. it's like not it's not like it's like the opposite of disease it's like i'm super in my body and like i said like everything turned with me when i turned wow. yeah. and I, I i had this thought like my my i feel like my astral body crashed into my my mm. physical body and everything that comes with that, you know, like suddenly everything's just more real, mm. you know, the, my surroundings are more real and it's a lot of stuff I was ignoring for the sake of uh, avoiding anxiety and tuning out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it all, it all just comes like flooding in. It literally, it's like you're turning the radio dial back into Sammy, you know, it's like, yeah, we kind of get busy and no and by all the noise around us and we kind of forget that, whoa, okay, this is me and my body and this is sensation again. Mm. where it's easy to distract from all the external that's what rapping for me personally it, it just when i say it brings you back to the centers it brings your awareness right back in oh yeah you can't i mean you yeah. got 
a powder shot up your nose with force. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, if you want to just put it like black and white on paper, like, that, like you're not thinking about your taxes or something. Yeah. You're, you're just like, <gasps> Intense. okay, Intensely. okay, let's do the other nostril. Okay. I love that. The first time I did it, the guy's like, by the way, it's tradition to, to, to do both nostrils. Like, what the fuck? He's, I've yeah, already blasted just, off. No, but he warned me first. Yeah. Like we didn't do the, uh, the first one yet. He just goes like, it was a nice way of him saying, you're not going to want to do the second one. <laughs> Yeah. But we're going to do the second one. Okay? <laughs> okay. And he's such a nice guy that I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and that, maybe we should talk about that too because the rap is like in context uh, to the ceremonies. Mm. For, for That's how we were both first. introduced to yeah. it, right? It was and then we can bleed into, we could talk about uh, integration if we yeah. have time. So you want to go into your first ceremony with me? I mean, I've... I can, I can nutshell it, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's like in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. It's a beautiful <laughs> place. Beautiful it's ayahuasca people. we're talking about. Yeah, so we yeah. go and, uh, you know, short context on ayahuasca, I guess. It's yeah. like, again, we could talk about it like... That's its own topic. But, but it's it's a brew from Amazonian tribes. Yeah. I don't know a lot about it, to be honest, mm. but it's a it's a potent psychedelic. It lasts long. It's a drink. Um, DMT usually isn't active in the through the bot, through the stomach, through eating it, because... Yeah. Your, bo- your your enzymes in your stomach destroy it. There's DMT in salad, like yeah. in everything green and all the grass. And Most everything. living things as well. Exactly. And we produce it apparently too. That's yeah. been like yeah. proven in mice and starting to be proven in I think humans. They've found it in different parts of the brain. And the gut. The gut too. That's wow. really cool. Because it's, before that, there's a lot of talk about how the gut and the brain talk to each other. And then you're starting to realize there's neurons in the heart and the gut. And it's like, we, we don't really understand how the body works <laughs> is what yeah. we're finding out. So, so ayahuasca, it's, it's important to have ayahuasca in a ceremony. Any psychedelic, I think. It's important yeah. to have intention, set and setting, all that stuff. Yeah. And this ceremony is very traditional, very based in, in I'm assuming, like the, the lineage. that the, yeah. I don't know the names or anything, but the guy was... Every time we would drink, we would like thank them because they have to like bring it to us somehow. Like, yeah. I don't even know how any of that works. <laughs> and so again, like long story short, we take this drink and um, there's periods in between because we take multiple drinks. I think about three per yeah. ceremony. Spread out throughout every yeah. few hours. You, you go in for the next serving if you want. If you want. Yeah. yeah. It's all very, if you want vibe, Yeah, but just kind of like you're here, let's do it also, you know, yeah. but no one is very not pushy. It's a beautiful atmosphere. Yeah. You almost feel like you have more strength to take that next shot of uh, ayahuasca because everyone is with you in it. You know, some, every time, every time someone went up again, every single person, I was like, you're so brave. <laughs> I was, I was doing it too, but I was like, okay, let's do this. You know, but yeah. then I see them do it. I'm like, you're so brave. Yeah, I can't believe we're going again. It's <laughs> it's it's beautiful. It's like we're 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 accumulating. We're all accumulative together. Just like, mm. okay, you went. To, I I have the power to. I could do it. You That's know? part of the set and setting, man. The mm. the the guy running the show, sort of, and all the people in the background making it happen and helping them. All the music during the ceremonies, all the chanting, and the breathing techniques beforehand. Yeah. The second day where you are in silence, so that you're kind of like forced to integrate. Yeah, all internalize of it, in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, you can't like you're everyone's, no one's talking to each other. Everyone's kind of forced to process. Yeah. Because after the, after the first ceremony, the, the next following day, it's a, it's a vow of silence, right? It's and that's perfect technique for integration. Mm-hmm. So we should, we, that's, that alludes to it a lot. Yeah. And so back to Rappe, uh, if someone, if you're familiar with ayahuasca, a lot of stories are, you know, purging. It's this unfortunate uh, byproduct. It's actually kind of part of it, to be honest. But it sucks. You you could have diarrhea. That's a little more rare, but a lot of people will vomit, which is understandable because you're like really messing with your stomach 
yeah. chemistry just to be able to like ingest this thing it's kind of fascinating like there there there's one plant that inhibits that enzyme in your stomach and there's another plant that's rich in dmt and they like mix it probably with some other stuff and then that's ayahuasca yeah. and, it, and it means like death rope or something cool like that it's line like, of the dead yeah there's a few names oh, for uh, it. yeah the madre yeah. fucking yeah. there's a million yeah there's what's the what's the christian one like the uh daimi daimi santo daimi is the the church it's beautiful in brazil and it's 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 spread because of the religious context. It's yeah. easier in Canada to be like protected by through religious avenues, mm-hmm. like through the like government wise. So, okay. So rape is introduced in between like, like during a ceremony and it's to help you purge. And it was perfect for me the first time I, I wasn't, I felt like vomiting and I wasn't vomiting. Mm. And then the guy's like, I can tell it's, it's coming, but it's not, coming this is gonna make it yeah yeah. he just he just with such certainty he's like this is gonna make you purge like get get the bucket yeah (laughs) 100 percent sure you know dollarama plastic bucket turns Mm. out to be your best friend (laughs) oh dude you hug that thing like it's your mom you're just (laughs) (laughs) so i mean during the ceremony it's it's like invaluable because you you you're going on a fucking roller coaster ride and and then you're suddenly like centered and grounded and it's like relieving yes whereas te- like you know t- t- a half hour ago i was describing it's kind of uncomfortable like I, yeah. I was out of my body i was in my head i was thinking and then i kind of got forced back into feeling everything you said it perfectly too it was it's very sobering you said it outside it's like yeah. kind of just like boom you know yeah and during an ayahuasca ceremony it sometimes it can be very overwhelming psychologically and physically sometimes you feel that purge that that wasn't coming out or your mind is just spinning into a circle of thoughts Mm. and you kind of can't find your center and your grounding and then when you do your rapé ceremony during the ayahuasca ceremony it's like it completely brings you back to right now right here Mm -hmm. and whatever was needed to come out is going to just come out effortlessly it's like the last straw that breaks the camel's back Mm. but like your but the point is to break the back so this is like a, like a ox, like a, it's like a, it's like a, in the back pocket, last straw. Yeah. Be like, Hey, here's your last straw. Power Boom. <laughs> Broke that back. Yeah. No problem. So yeah. So it is a little beyond words. Describe what happened after you, you took the rap in that ceremony. Well, so the first ceremony I'm closing my eyes the whole time. I'm in like yeah. a meditative pose. I'm like, yeah. I'm like Mr. Yoga trying to, and it helped actually, you know, I feel Sitting my up. body getting weak and my eyes are closed the whole time. So the visuals are very strong and I'm getting like a soft download, you know, like shrooms is a hard download. It's mm-hmm. the universe. Ayahuasca is, it's, it stays on earth, Yeah, but it's a lot still. And then just to cut you off, uh, please. The, le- the leader of the group that mm-hmm. administers the, the ayahuasca, he says, in the beginning, sometimes he mentions it, sometimes he doesn't, but it's very valuable advice is that try to sit up mm-hmm. during the experience because when you lie down on your back, you're inducing the beta, is it the beta signals in the mind that that promote sleeping? So mm. you kind of trick your brain into thinking, oh, it's time to go to sleep. So when you sit up, it's way more stimulating and it's easier to visualize without veering off right it's definitely a different experience i mean i moved around a lot mm. the first time i tried to have this kind of like this like um austerity and kind of just like Ugh, you know mm. and then i toughed myself through it and th- that made me take my take it a lot easier the second time yeah but i i felt 
the movements, the body, everything fed back so immediately into how I was feeling, and I and I was so uh, I was I was like flying through the tornado that it, you don't even notice. But then like the songs come up, and then like you you you're encouraged to sing with it because it's like that type of song. Yeah, and and then like you the song might be uplifting and like you stand taller and the singing makes you want to stand taller and like you feel so different yeah. okay so i i i get up the guy says rapid time we we go we leave the beautiful room i forgot the name of that too there's like a traditional name yeah and uh we go through this crazy fucking <laughs> hobbit door <Yeah>. and uh <laughs> be careful because it slabs close so you yeah, gently I, close it i love that it does that <laughs> everywhere i go that's supposed to be like shanti shanti it's like oh by the way there's like a dog <laughs> that doesn't stop barking or whatever it's like here's your test to, yeah. to practice equanimity he even said it and i yeah. was like me and you yeah. are gonna be friends yeah. <laughs> and i i was really actually i don't think I, I don't know if i ever told you this i was terrified to do the rapid because it's very it's like i can't hide being vulnerable anymore like it's getting more and more real well, okay. first time i get in there i don't know anybody except you i kind of yeah. linger next to you like i'm a shy human being and that's yeah. a weird experience and um like I see you go first I'm hesitating to even like sit up and like go and be like hey I want to do this you know yeah. and uh, you're like you took a massive hit <sighs> I the guy even said like get ready you know like let's do this like you were down you knew it was coming yeah. and then you're like huddled in the corner you're <laughs> gripping the the bucket you're like crying and shit and I just yeah. go like I can't not do this now <laughs> like this guy came here for me yeah. so that I could feel comfortable yeah. and it worked like wow. I needed you there wow, it would have been such a different experience wow. and it's just uh, funny to hear it from uh, my, your point of view from my from yeah my for sure it's amazing sure. so so like I that really that really made me go like stop being a bitch you mm -hmm. know like maybe in maybe in softer words but it's like mm -hmm. look what this guy's doing putting himself through it maybe it's a little naive because it's for you too obviously but you said it that you you had this experience a couple of times and, and this time you're really just co coming for me you yeah. ended up having it, a lot of it, insights yeah. for yourself which i mean it's hard not to i yeah. guess but my initial intention was to to be there with you mm. because i i was there two weeks prior to to, to our ceremony together but I kind of thought I had what I needed from that ceremony which is never the case you know you always think i got what i needed but it's mm. there's always more to learn but my initial intention was to accompany you and be there for you the whole way through, which also changed throughout. But that was that was the the going point for me. I'm glad you vocalized it also, mm. because it's like you you weren't like, oh, yeah, I got my black belt or my blue belt or whatever. Like you, you were just like, you know, I'm, I'm getting a lot out of this. But like this time, I just kind of want to bring you into the circle. And I didn't really think anything of it. I was obviously appreciative. But then once I was there, I was like, I needed him to be wow. here. Wow. to to take some extra to be a little more comfortable that moment was a perfect example of that too like i really maybe wouldn't have done it at all mm -hmm. and then when i did the rap it's like i feel like one of them now a little bit you know i feel a little more in the, went the gauntlet yeah and yeah. that brings people together i mean like oh, you, especially when you're all vomiting and stuff like that well i don't remember that girl's name there but like that that a very attractive blonde woman that we have oh, yeah, yeah. repeatedly yeah. Well, repeated we've brought her up once or twice yeah um I mean, I don't know anything else about her, so I just call her the hot chick. You know? like, <laughs> she's really cool when I talk yeah. to her, but she she did it also. So it's like to see this like slender, beautiful human like uh, matching expectations in my brain and then like shooting a powder up her nose and then vomiting <laughs> and just being like a human. And I'm like, oh, like no one's 
standing on ceremony here, yeah. which is a funny way of putting it because it's a ceremony, but no one gives a fuck, man. And fuck, man. That's like, that's the essence of it. And you brought this up so many times, like off podcast, just like ayahuasca is part of it, but it's the, the environment of just being vulnerable together. That's the fucking 90% of the experience, man. Mm -hmm. It's really just how open we can become without fear of judgment and just be yourself in your most vulnerable state and being loved and and like in mm. in that state there's just so much beauty behind it vulnerability plus love equals growth man yeah man and it's like what it's a crazy. fucking blessing to have that type of environment that you can go to and be that vulnerable mm. and like what you can have puke hanging from your your nose and your 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 chin and it's it's all good and man. you got to go clean your bucket after <laughs> you go wash your bucket out and it, like you think it's a walk of shame but it's like a badge of honor it's, it's a weird. fucking badge of honor man yeah. so and it's like that stuff's harder than taking ayahuasca once you're once you're tripping and you're going through an experience and it, it, everyone has their own experience and it's hard to even get into verbally but it's hard to stand up and dance with strangers it's yeah. hard to do a breathing technique that like induces heavy emotions until you're cr laughing hysterically and then it turns into sobbing mm. like deep loud crying and yeah. that hot girl is is next to you <laughs> also crying or something you know like it's, yeah. or or she's just not or like you know you're all this stuff's going through your head yeah. and all the social dynamics kind of break down which seems so useful usually yeah but a lot of it has this like bullshit attached to it and it's like all these little games you're playing and then it's it's doing some stuff that's genuinely physically fun mm. that like the second time we danced yeah i was i was two ceremonies in i, I just closed my eyes i started fucking, fucking shaking it. my body i don't yeah. give a fuck what i look yeah. like i'm bumping into people yeah. and that's that's it that's it's night and day man. but that yeah. ceremony it's breaking those walls you've created that yeah. hold you in and they come back yeah. you're the wall builder yes and the wall breaker yes. and the next time someone tells you why are you doing rapping or whatever? Tell them that. Fucking Tell them how. Break what are you a wall. perfect human being? Mm. You don't drink coffee sometimes. <laughs> you know, you were, you were calling it a drug. I mean, like, I, I don't like the double speak about this, but like, uh, food is considered a drug. Mm -hmm. You know, like the word drug gets really slippery when you get into the dictionary definition and how people use it in certain like uh, professional milieus, and and like the pharmaceutical company would consider food a drug. And for me, I actually like that. It's like you're always putting stuff inside your body that's just changing you and messing yes. with you. Sometimes I eat chocolate or, or like sugar before I go to bed so I can have more intense dreams. Yeah, and you know, if you had no substance in your body, you would last three days before four days and then you're going to die, you know? That too. Like water, water is a substance. Yeah. It's just it's just what you're choosing to put in. But it, I don't know. Water doesn't like affect your mentality. Well, it for sure would, man. I guess it does. Yeah. It's all it, up regulations and down regulations. Yeah. Maybe water is a bad example, but like, it's like you do get loopy if you're dehydrated and yeah. you might not even notice it. Yeah. You know, but, but it's it, different from like drinking coffee or doing cooking well, yeah, or something. If, but coffee every day, every day, everyone has, most people have a cup of coffee in the morning to just kickstart the system. That's just a matrix glitch though. <laughs> Everyone's like, don't do weed and then they get hammered Yeah, and then they're like, don't do, don't. I've had conversations with people like back when I used to go out to bars and stuff and they would be smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol and telling me like oh i don't do that stuff that's drugs meanwhile they're ingesting those kind of substances <laughs> fuck it's already 12 30. so long story short on the rapé i mean long story long at this point um i sit down i do it and it's like i'm closing my eyes i still have the ayahuasca experience and 
this thing gets shot up my nose and I start seeing, I start feeling movement in my body and the visual is like this thing inside me that needs to get out. And it seems like a parasite. It seems like this like insect, something bad, something that should, shouldn't be part of me. And it's like making its way out. And mm. I'm, I'm seeing this sort of, and then I vomit and it's like, I know it's out. I know it's gone. And mm. I feel like so many people described something similar. Yeah before and after like i didn't even maybe take it in because now i have an experience to draw from so yeah. i'm hearing people talk about like it feels like hands are reaching in or something it's it's just a deep guck that you've held on to i don't know what both emotional physical it's just stored inside but i mean all of that together and then i i leave and i'm like so in the moment like i can't even not be I'm just so mm. crushed into the moment in a good way. Like, just like, this is it. This is fine. There's something soft about it, too. I lose it sometimes, and I, I forgive myself instantly, and I just go back to it. Nice. It's so easy. Yeah. It still kind of is. It's like yeah. I have a... It's like I cleaned out a space in my brain to be like, that's that's where that is. Yeah. You know, who sits in the throne, like Paul Selleck says. And uh, and then I listened... Then I went to a a, a concert. That's the best oh, part. Man. Raul Medan. I love this musician. And I listened to the music... And I did nothing else. I forgot wow. about the world. I closed my eyes and I heard felt the it. music. Yeah, oh. and it's that's like that's that could be cliche, I guess, but like it, I actually did it, and I yeah. feel like I hadn't since I was like nine years old or something. It was a it was a religious Deeply experience. Present to it. Yeah. yeah, this is our podcast. We're gonna talk about physical health. We're gonna talk about mental health. We're gonna talk about uh, substances like plant medicines i love that term mm. when we're, we'll talk about other stuff i have a fun experience with a lot of substances yeah. and drugs and such and uh, yoga and just the meditation mindfulness yeah. we want to just get into some real stuff and some fun stuff that humans have created or discovered that get us back into that real yes. stuff yeah and and we want to talk about the meta of that how do we integrate that stuff once we get there how do we of are there pitfalls you know, it, like all that, all that fun stuff. And we want to also interview some fun people yeah. who, who can add to the conversation. Different um, perspectives, different mindsets. Exactly. Some, some fruits from each person, you know, we're going to start getting some cool guests for sure. Yeah. And, and we can even talk about people we'd like to have, you know, we yeah. can get into some dead guys like Alan Watts oh, and we man. can, we can, t you talked about Dennis McKenna a lot, yes. you know, Terrence. and Terrence McKenna. Yeah, yeah for sure. And like he, these but people are all really interesting and all this, there's a, this is a great time for this podcast. I'm like really excited that we're doing this because of maps and stuff like yes. that. And because, like, it's perfect timing now because the movement is happening and mm -hmm. I feel like we can bring more awareness even to our circle and to our immediate surrounding and outwards. Mm -hmm. Just talking about this fun stuff because the journey of just finding this information is so fun. And when I remember me searching back in 2012 about all ayahuasca and everything and now fast forward to now, it's just like it's been such an incredible transformative journey. Yeah, I don't think about that enough. You know, like wh I, where was I and where am I now? It's yeah. huge. From from the questions you had then to the answers that you've attained now, and the new questions that you have now for the future answers that you will attain. It's just fucking and the and the attitude towards the questions. Yeah, man. just kind of accepting the eternal path. What I forgot where I heard this recently, but it's like uh, like what, like I don't, I don't know. It's like some monks somewhere or something. They're they they call them masters, masters in training. Hmm. They never finish you know i like that yeah on that note brother all right until next time peace bitches